Democratic debate. Is it number five or number three? I was I, asleep. I, I was sleeping. Hunger Games 2020. That's what that means. That, that's yeah. It. Where's that stinger? Yeah, you didn't Bluetooth it. Nope. <laughs> Pinko Pete, is he a Christian? Nope. That's easy. Next. 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 <laughs> Kami Harris thinks President Trump's a criminal. Oh, criminal. She would know. <laughs> she, she, she knows about criminals? She knows about yeah, criminals. Yeah, she slept with a lot of them. Uh-oh. Ooh. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politics. Thank you for joining us. It's good to be with you here on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox, the water boy, and Robert Bortons, CEO of Classical Conversations. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for being on the show. Things are flying in. In the studio. In and, the his, studio. and his wife's in the background here. Uh, yeah. With, with, can, can we say it? Can we say it? Sure. Their new baby. Hold it, on. Yeah. I, I got to. I got to. Go, go, go keep going. I, I got to make a call. Uh-oh. Yeah. Are you calling mom right <laughs> I now? Call my mom. He's calling mom. You know, mom. You know it's a boy or girl yet? <laughs> no, we're going to wait till they're 11 and let them tell us. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I heard that. Gender identification. I heard that. I heard that. Uh, call somebody right now. He's calling I, I grandma live on the mom I'm live trying. on the phone. Yeah, we, I made a mistake. See, uh oh. Yeah, Gabe made a mistake. He told everybody before I told my. I mom. didn't tell nobody. Yeah. Uh -oh. What do you got going yeah. on? No, I it's the club nobody. members. This, uh, I didn't tell nobody. I'm gonna try and call her back. Don't blame that on me. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh -oh. Okay. Don't. Should we come back to that? Yeah, we'll text come, her. We'll come, text we'll her. Text her. Right. I'm gonna work on my side. Y'all, y'all go have ahead. Have a call me. We Bluetooth in. You know, so, sometimes we decide to have a show, and then yeah. we, we make phone calls to yeah. our, our loved ones. You yeah. know, like before Live on the show. and after yeah. and. On the break, Knox does it in the no, show. No, no, well, the hey, show. why are you calling her? I keep it real. live right now. Keep why are you calling her live we'll on the show? We'll talk about that in a second. Hey, <laughs> Robert, I want to tell you about something. Classical Conversations yes. is this amazing program for families that Incredible. want and, and they're a corporate sponsor. Excuse me, I'm trying to help Robert understand. <laughs> Classical Conversations believes that parents are the best teachers for their children, and Classical Great. Conversations is committed to helping families homeschool successfully all the way through high school. Mm. Um, I really think you should consider this uh, for your kids. How old's your oldest? Uh, four and a half, almost five. See, she's ready. Yeah. She's totally ready. Our this program that we're, <laughs> we're helping you understand it, it's all about community. Uh, it has in person and online engagement, encouragement, fellowship, accountability, mm. support from like minded parents. There's rich downloadable resources, online forums, video tutorials, wow. tried and trusted learning framework with, with recommended assignments. There are even trained parent tutors that model the classical approach. I don't know if, Message. You, know, I don't know if you know Sounds about amazing. that. But, yeah. um, but you can share the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. Classical Conversations families thrive using these three keys to great education, classical, Christian, and community. Mm. That's great. So would, would you consider um, maybe using that for your kids? Yeah, I think I will. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, good job. Community is important too with yeah. homeschool kids. We're, we're so, if, if your kids aren't in community and they're being homeschooled, they usually come out weird. We so. are so thankful uh, for Classical Conversations, one of Cross Baltic yep. sponsors. Uh, as, as Robert reminded us this before we began, Classical Conversations believed in us yeah. before pretty much anybody else. Yeah. yeah. You guys have been a corporate sponsor for uh, two years oh. and Lord willing going on a third of January. Maybe. <laughs> how is that? A, I, just, I, just, I mean, uh, first of all, let me say thank you. I just yeah. want to say thank you, Robert. But I really want to know how is that a wise I, I, business decision? I got a contract. I got a contract. <laughs> I got a contract for you to sign right here live on air. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, really, really grateful. Mm -hmm. I just trying to figure out like, you yeah. know, really? Hey, hey Shayna, she, uh, she's in classical conversations. One of our club members. Awesome. Look at that. Oh man, look at that. Way yeah. to go! It's a sixth year for Shayna. Wow. wow, I'm hoping that I get a payment in heaven. 
Look at supporting us. Do you know? Do you know the more that you sow on earth? Sow it, brother. I ain't trying to sound like a charismatic. Well, preach. I'm just saying, if you really want that pain in heaven, there's a way to get more of it. And and for you who are listening, now's your time to sow a little seed with cross politics. You can join the club. Yeah. And and by the way, uh, club members are actually watching a live feed of our recording right Right now. Right now. And that's who we're talking to. So if we randomly just you know, start talking to people using people's names who are not in the room. It's because we're talking to them on the live YouTube uh, feed that yeah. you could also have access only club to members have access if to. You're yeah. a club member. You can also, doing can also get a yeah. can also get a an awesome pint glass for a limited That's time. Right. There's a couple right. left. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and um, depending on the tier that you guys sign up with, we give you a shirt, oh, yeah, coffee, yeah. coffee mug comes with the twenty five dollar uh, tier and everything. Oh, really? And it's Christmas time. Yeah. So what are you waiting for? Yeah, Merry Christmas, cross politic. All right, as you guys know, this uh, last week was the Democratic debate. What? Unfortunately, it, was it number three or number I, five? I think it was number five. Three or five. I, yeah. I thought they were. I thought we were. Does it matter? I thought we it were. It doesn't really matter. Trump. I would say that's all going on. You've seen them all. That's all going on. This. So I, I caught a bunch of the debate here and there as I was going to pick up Robert on Wednesday night, yeah. and uh, I think this was like the lamest debate uh, there was. Is that, that possible? You know. I don't. When you, well, say, when you say lame, what do you mean by it was lame? Boring. It, I think they're at the point where they're kind of done fight, uh, trying to trying to fight with one another on stage. You know what I think it is? I think you already know and, who's going to win. Joe Biden's hunkering down. He's trying to keep play it safe. Yeah. Right. Um. Com, uh, Kami Harris. She's still trying to kind of jockey a little bit, but I think they are already kind of know where they're at in the tears and okay. everything. Yeah. And then you Kamala's got Andrew done. Andrew Yang. You can't even get ten minutes on the microphone. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> he tweeted out that his goal in the in the debate just come off human. He just wanted to come off as human. Mm-hmm. Like, like really, like really. That's like that's what you're raising all that money for. <laughs> well, he, no, he was making fun of the the debate people because they gave him no time. Oh, and so he's just like I'm, I. I guess my goal is just to be human. Okay. So he's actually kind okay. of mocking. Okay, the, the, I got the, it. Yeah, there I you got go. it. Okay, so, it was pretty funny. Thanks for, for helping for me. me understand that because I don't understand the debate at all. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, understand Pinko Pete and his faith. I care about this because my faith teaches me that salvation has to do with how I make myself useful to those who have been excluded, marginalized, and cast aside and oppressed in society. Kind of sounding Roman Catholic there. His salvation has to do with how I make myself useful. useful. The thief on the cross must not have gotten to heaven then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wasn't very useful all his life. That's good. He wasn't very yeah, useful the at all. on the cross. Yeah. Not useful. But this yeah. is, but, but Pinko Pete has been, um, uh, you know, holding his Christian faith on these debates. He's been laying it out there right. as a sodomite, right. as a gay Christian, as a, as a practicing unrepentant homosexual. Yeah. Uh, now it makes sense how he can do those two things. <laughs> He's and, more and righteousness. Then, it's yeah. like, yeah. And I then he says, it. my faith is, is based off my works. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, he doesn't understand Christianity. You can't. I mean, the the Bible is really clear that the homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's right. So uh, you've got a you got a problem there. Um, well, and I talked to I talked to um, a Republican operative on on this, and a he Republican said Republican operative. Yeah, who's in the back back room doing that stuff? Real stuff. I can't tell you. Okay. Yeah. So it is sneaky. Okay. I, <laughs> um, I was right. Go ahead. I, I will. I'll be killed. And and he was saying that. Um, what Pinko Pete's play is actually he's trying to split evangelicals. Sure. It really is. Yeah. He's intentionally mm-hmm. 
doing that yeah. with, the, with his gay oh, yeah. card. Well, and, and the thing is, yeah. is, he'll get a bunch of them, actually. Yeah. I mean, if you if you were on the ballot somewhere if he, in the primaries or whatever, he, he'll get a bunch of Christians to mm-hmm. vote for him. But yeah. uh, because, I mean, None that weren't already going to vote for him anyway. What's that? He's not going to get a new crowd. Yeah. If they're voting for Pinko, they've already, they've already the, the people who's going to vote Democrat, they've left. Yeah. But He's I, not going to get a conservative. But I think if you get Pink, if they actually, I don't think Pinko has much of a chance of actually being the the Democratic nominee. Not in any way. I don't but, think so. But if he actually were. He's number one I, in Iowa right I now. I could imagine, though, like it, um, a bunch of mainstream together for the gospel, gospel yeah. coalition types. Voting for him. Strongly <laughs> consider voting for him. Gospel coalition? You think gospel coalition people would? I think that. Well, they voted for Obama. A lot of them did. There were people. I mean, there were people voting for Obama. Which proves my point. If the, and, 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 <laughs> it did, they were already there well, anyway. Yeah. But, but I'm saying if they would vote for Obama, I mean, I I don't know why they wouldn't vote for for Pete. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. I agree right. with you. I'm saying he doesn't. Okay. He's not because, do anything new but, to get but, a different but, crowd. But here's the thing. I I do because think the, that some have been scared off, like from the Trump. I think there are probably a bunch of people like me, for example, yeah. who sat the last presidential election out. Actually, I voted. I think third party. I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Same it thing. I wrote in Deacon James. Whatever I write in, I write in Deacon James. <laughs> Thanks. That's my, <laughs> yeah. my brother in law. Yeah. Anyways, no, I voted for Trump. That's yeah. it. Okay. Did you see? Uh, but you were normally. I do third party though. Yeah. I, I, and so why 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 Trump this time for you? I was a never Trumper. Were you really? Yep. And then I just all the things that the news was saying about him, and then I knew people who were at these events that were honest people, good people, and they're telling me the exact opposite that had happened. Mm. And so I said, if they're lying about this small thing that doesn't really matter, what else are they lying about? And of course, now we know all the fake news and all that stuff that they've wow. been writing about. Well, so you had a okay. Uh, so I've, I've I'm creeped up to basically the point where I'm uh, at this point. I think I'll vote for Trump in in in, yep. uh, in uh, yep. the next election, but um, but I don't unless something changes. But I, but I was going to say though is I think a bunch of the never Trumpers though have gotten screechier and screechier, and I think some people have been swayed. Yeah, um, that maybe sat out the last election or or sort of really held their nose. And but voted. I think Trump is doing that, not Pinko. Uh, I think I, Trump I think, has made them more and more squeamish, more and more sure, concerned. Sure. I don't think but, Pinko's but, winning them over. But I think Pinko is a uh, is an option with deniability that that like some that some of their Christianity would be observed because he claims to be right. Christian. Yeah, yeah. those are stupid people. Well, and here's well, here's, this is what <laughs> that's, that's what Tony's well. been arguing. <laughs> I don't think they're that stupid, though. <laughs> Professor, <Pete> Shannon. <laughs> <himself> <laughs> Professor Shannon, Professor <laughs> Shannon, Professor Shannon. Yes, yes, you you, you may. <laughs> no, I yield the floor. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, he's doing a good job. Being centrist and not really, being, right. he's being like a '90s homosexual. Just let me do what I want in my bedroom. We'll leave you alone. Yeah. That's yeah. the perception versus what we see uh, with the LGBTIAQ plus yeah. XYZ crowd yeah. today, where they're trying to yeah. cancel, you know, Christians. Yeah, and yeah. I would think that we would know that that didn't work out so well for us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but we have terrible memories. We do. That's true. No, you're, no. you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. I'm All sorry, right. Gabe. Next clip. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm part of that that Obama coalition. Oh. I come out really? of the black community in terms of my support. If you notice, I have more people supporting me in the black community that announced for me because they know me. They know who I am. Three former chairs of the Black Caucus. The only African-American woman that ever been elected to the United States Senate. A whole Holy? range of people. No, my point no, is... That's not true. true. The other that's one is true. here. There's two black people <laughs> The first. Oh, the first. The first. She's like, I'm black. Oh, Uncle Joe, what are you doing? Joe. Uh-oh. Joe. Uh-oh. That was his biggest gaffe of the night. He, he was playing his black card. And Uncle Joe. Yeah, he was. He, 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 he can't do that, he man. It. He fumbled it. Uncle Joe. <laughs> 
I got no comment beyond it. That's just a funny guess. He had a bunch of fumbles, though, that night. One of the things that Joe, he looks like a boxer who was a good fighter at one time, yeah. and now he just got hit too many times and is trying to figure out what's yeah. going on. Everything's yeah. kind of spinning yeah. around him a yeah, little yeah, bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's, that's, it's disappointing. That's funny. You know, I like that. I like that and, imagery. And, and you that's like good. him because you know yeah. he can fight, which is why he gets a lot of the black vote because yeah. he was vice president under Obama, and we know he knows yeah. what's going down. He was part of the Obama although, coalition. Right. Although they didn't do much for black folks. Yeah. Uh, they killed a bunch of them. Oh. So I guess they did a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and For the and so, children. So, so, yeah, I think that, you know, Joe needs to just wrap it up. You're done. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, just wrap just it up. Go away quietly. Anyway. Well, it's, set, it's setting up well for Joe because Pete's probably going to win Iowa and New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But then the next three states, um, Joe's got a commanding lead. So Pete doesn't have enough national appeal to win. Yeah. So a lot of guys and girls are going to be knocked out. And I think it's going to be Joe's. Who do you think is going to take the nomination? It's going to be Joe. You think, you think so? Joe. And who's going to be his vice president, you think? He'll, he'll select. Mm, I have no idea. Kami yeah, Harris. If, if I don't think he's going to do Kami. If, no if he's smart, he'll do Elizabeth Warren. That's I, I, uh, Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I, I, think, I think Elizabeth Warren has a lot more national appeal than um. Do you think she'd be subservient? <laughs> to, uh, to Joe, okay. <laughs> I think. I actually you think she would do that? I think I'm, vice I'm, I'm joking. I'm kind of joking. You're not. But like, would she really do that? You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, and I think that, or it's going to be um, Bernie and Vice President Bernie, Warren, Bernie, with Bernie, Bernie or with the yeah, Vice President. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> one of the two. I think that's yeah. going to be the ticket. Bernie's not Bernie never going to get nominated. You know, he'll, he'll be vice president it, then. It would yeah. be interesting to see what what happens because he has a huge, he has a really really strong. It's kind of he's like got a, a strong base. It's like a Ron he Paul he kind of kind of thing on the left. If Joe keeps stuttering like that, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be yeah. very good for him. All right, here we go. I, I have a lot of respect uh, for for the vice president. He is uh, swore me into my office as a hero. This week, I hear him literally say that I don't think we should legalize marijuana. I. I, I I thought you might have been high when you said it. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, because that's kind of funny. Marijuana, marijuana in our country is already legal for privileged people, and oh. it's one. The war on drugs has been a war on black and brown people. And so let me just let me just say this: with more African Americans under criminal supervision in America than all the slaves since 1850, do not roll up into communities and not talk directly to issues that are going to relate to the liberation of children because there are people in Congress right now that admit to smoking marijuana while there are people, our kids are in jail right now for those drug crimes. I think Joe's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> excuse me. He's got to turn up. You know, that's the church. Excuse me. I got to step out. You know, you know yeah. that, right? Like the fingers. No. You know that? Oh, man, it's traditional at a church, especially black churches. Like you got to go out somewhere. You put your finger up and you walk out. Excuse me. That's the excuse. Oh, me. really? I got to go. to. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. I'm messing up the whole my, service. My, my wife does this with her kids in the fourth grade. Is that kind they of cross like their finger? They, if they I don't cross know their about finger, that they that, that means they have to go to the bathroom. Oh, she, she that just, makes sense to me because you're trying to. I don't know. Stop. Yeah. All right. You guys are way off. I'm not even paying. I'm not even paying attention to this conversation. What did Joe say? Uh, how do you respond? I don't uh, care. Uh, I don't uh, actually. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't. It's like, uh, but his, but his response. First, there's only one black woman in the Senate. Uh, oh. Can I say? No, we're, say, we're past that one. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. If, one of the things he wanted to talk about, one of the things that Booker was said was that um, privileged people can smoke weed. People who aren't privileged, basically yeah. black people, people of color yeah. are the ones who, who can't. Yes. So I just want to say that's a horrible characterization of what's happening. If you don't vote in your state to legalize marijuana, 
voting, okay? Then, then in your state where you're not voting and they don't legalize it, you will get arrested, yeah. all right? So if most of the people who he's talking about aren't voting, right. aren't engaged in politics in the same way, and he's upset that they're getting treated in the way that they're acting, yeah. they're not engaging, they're not the ones fighting, they're not the ones who are leading the vote. Right. Um, look, if you want to talk about privilege, look at what's happened in Dearborn, Michigan. Dearborn, Michigan, all the Muslims have decided to take over the whole state. They're not complaining about privilege or not being privileged. They're just voting and putting the people in positions of power that they buy, want. Buying real estate. They are not complaining about the system. Having a lot of They're kids. They're using the system. Yeah. And people like this are trying to say your problem is that you have been treated bad by the system. Forget that. Own the system. Right. Get in there and get engaged. But, but that, would, that would require, though, men being men, women being women, yeah. marriage being marriage. That's and right. having kids mm. and keeping your family intact, building up an inheritance, passing it on to your children and your values along with it. Right. That's yeah. what that's what the Muslims yeah. are doing successfully that's, in Dearborn. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. But that's right. that's what's and not that's, happening in so many other communities. Exactly. And so I'm just saying, like, you don't don't believe this hype about the system is broken. And I can fix it. The system's working just fine. You're just not engaging it. Yeah. And right. so he's the one, just that, like conservative Christians. Hey, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Message. No, for real. For real. Message. Well, the one point he's got one. There's a little point that he does have. He that's right there, right, Gabe? Because Kami Harris, remember, she's being interviewed on the on the radio show. Yeah. Um, yeah. What radio show was it? Uh, hot 97.5 yeah, and and she admitted on the show that she had she had smoked weed yeah and she's i believe it was, as a prosecutor in washington in, in california sure so here, she's, weed. so here she is locking up people for smoking weed in california while, right. she's, while she's talking about weed. yeah, while yeah she's smoking but weed. i mean but that, that's not about a lot of people she locked up yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. oh yeah it, there's so no california, privilege though yeah. that's there on that what? she's just being a hypocrite why is that sure. but it, but she's not getting prosecuted for it because she hasn't gotten busted for it either Everybody else who's smoking weed who's not getting yeah. busted is getting the same exact yeah, treatment but, that but she's getting. She, she, I, I think, I don't know, man. There's I, no privilege I, in that. I, I think, I think, I think, I think there's it's, plenty of people that are overlooking her. They don't want to process, they don't want to go after her. She's a political, she's powerful. She get found with a bag full of weed? I, 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 I don't know. I'd, I'd put some money on saying, I bet she, she gets a pass. Uh, I, no, what she would get would be worse than what somebody else would get. They would use it as leverage against her to make her do things that they want her to do. Sure. Maybe, so I don't think that there's maybe a, that too, but I think there's, some, there's, there's, there's a, plenty of people that would would actually would give her a certain amount of privilege because she's a, she's a, a powerful person. If, in office. if a police officer pulled her over who doesn't like her. Yeah, if doesn't like her. OK, so the, her privilege doesn't work the same way they say privilege works. Well, well a police officer okay. would get fired. Whatever. Epstein, <laughs> Epstein did kill himself. <laughs> Oh, come well, on. First of all, we have a criminal living in the White House, ah. oh. and there is no question that in 2020, the biggest issue before us until we get to that tender moment is justice is on the ballot. And what we saw today is Ambassador Sondland, by his own words, told us that everyone was in the loop. That <laughs> means it is a criminal enterprise engaged in by the president, from what we heard today, the vice president, the secretary of state, and the chief of staff. And so this not only points to the corrupt nature of this administration and the need for these impeachment proceedings to go forward, but it also points to another issue. And back to the question that you asked earlier, which is what does this mean for the American people? Because what it means when I watch this is that there are clearly two different set of rules for two different groups of people in America. The powerful people who with their arrogance think they can get away with this and then everybody else. Because here's the thing, for those working people who are working two and three jobs, if they don't pay that credit card by the end of the month, they get a penalty. For the people who don't pay their rent, they get evicted. For the people who shoplift, they go to jail. 
We need the same set of rules for everybody. And part of the reason I'm running for president is to say that we have to bring justice back to America for all people and not just for some. It's, it's worth noting that they voted for impeachment before the phone call broke. <laughs> right? Four days before the phone call stuff came out, they voted to impeach Trump. Not the actual vote vote. No, they voted to start the impeachment process. Yeah, the inquiry. The de- Democrats came to the conclusion that they're going to impeach Trump four days before. Well, it a, it's an inquiry. Question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are we living in a world where if Trump don't pay his credit card bills, he don't get a penalty? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Are we living in a world that Trump seriously don't pay his rent, he don't get evicted? Well, we are living in a world in which uh, uh, Joe Biden can uh, tell uh, the Ukrainians that they better stop sniffing around his son's uh, oil company. Yeah. Or else they, they, ain't, they ain't getting, you know, they aren't getting their missiles or whatever they were supposed to get. Where did they get? One billion dollars. Well, maybe it was a billion dollars. Yeah, it was a billion dollars. It was a lot of money. And he, yeah. and he, yeah. and he said, we're not going on there. And we're not going to make the announcement until you tell me that you're done investigating my son's company. And that you fire this. this uh, and, yeah. And son of a gun, it yeah. got done. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but right? I, I just don't. Again, they're acting like these weights and measures don't apply. And I'm I just saying that for that particular incident, I'm willing to wash that in grace. And in one sense and say, okay, it was been, everybody knew that the prosecuting attorney was a bad guy. Everybody said he wasn't a good guy. We all knew it. He's doing it. He has overlapping interests in the process. Right. What's different between that and Trump? That's what I'm saying, though. And I'm saying it, like, like by, by the, sa- the very point that Kami is making. Yeah. We should say, okay, equal weights and measures? Sure. Okay. These here we go. Cancel. Let's let's practice that right here, right now, and say if we're giving Biden a pass yep. on the Ukrainian and I think deal, you can. then you have to give Trump a pass. <laughs> yeah. And, and say and say basically that the national that any kind of personal interest that might have been overlapping yeah. is trumped by the the national interest of not having a corrupt um, yeah. regime that you're working with. Did a Democratic governor, John Bell Edwards, he has signed one of the country's toughest laws restricting abortion. Is there room in the Democratic Party for someone like him, someone who can win in a deep red state, but who does not support abortion rights? I'm Senator interested. Warren. Look, I believe that abortion rights are human rights. I believe that they are also economic rights. <laughs> oh. And protecting the right of a woman to be able to make decisions about her own body is fundamentally what we do and what we stand for as a Democratic Party. Understand this. When someone makes abortion illegal in America, rich women will still get abortions. It's just going to fall hard on poor women. It's going to fall hard on girls, women who don't even know that they're pregnant because they have been molested by an uncle. I want to be in America where everybody has a chance. And I know it can be a hard decision for people, but here's the thing. When it comes down to that decision... A woman should be able to call on her mother. She should be able to call on her partner. She should be able to call on her priest or her rabbi. But the one entity that should not be in the middle of that decision is the government. Senator Warren. Limited government. I need to just push say you hold on, hold on. a little bit for a specific answer to the question. Governor John Bell Edwards in Louisiana is an anti-abortion governor who has signed abortion Louisiana. restrictions in Louisiana. Is there room for him in the Democratic Look, Party with those politics? I have made clear what I think the Democratic Party stands for. I'm not here to Murder. try to drive anyone out of this party. I'm not here to try to build fences. But I am here to say this is what I will fight for as President of the United States. The women of America can count Senator on Warren, me. thank you. Senator Sanders. Uh, that's... Wow. Okay. Did anybody? What else did everybody else? No, she moved on. She moved on. Oh, no one else got it. Yeah. Uh, 
They kind of said to Warren, you know, um, I think that she said clearly, we don't have room for you in the Democratic Party. Right. Yeah. This so, is our platform. This, yeah, it, yeah. Which, you know. Because you're either for abortion or not. So Katrina Jackson, I think, is probably the one who started that bill. In um, Louisiana. The, the District 16. I'm really interested in talking to her because she's yeah. a pro. She's really pushing for the pro-life Louisiana. She says the most pro-life state in the union. She's very pro-life. So I really want to talk to her and see how she yeah. is able to live in that yeah. environment, yeah. knowing that people like this and Louisiana itself, is they want to kick you out. I'm trying to figure out how she even keeps getting elected. Mm-hmm. So, but, but she's, but she's she, pro-life. She's a pro-life Democrat. Pro-life Democrat. Yeah, right. And, and is Louisiana is overwhelmingly pro-life, but happy right. to vote Democrat. Yeah. yeah, that which is, I can have the conversation with you now about other things. Yeah. Once yeah. we get to the place where it's like, look, we don't kill babies. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're actually yeah, We humans. don't kill babies. You're like, oh, let's talk about economic policy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but if you say we can kill babies, and it's like, I don't trust anything you say after that. Who cares about economics? Right. After that. No, it's an yeah. economic right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Watching the debate. And I was very, very disappointed that that was on television. <laughs> Out of all the things that could be on television, because I think we've seen it all. Why would you want any one of these people representing you? Right. Well, they don't. That's why they're impeaching, trying to impeach Trump. Right. That's but right. This is something that you we were talking about earlier in, in, during the impeachment. And it's like, what do they want? I don't know what they want from the impeachment. They want Trump gone. Because if they get him gone, they, they get now. Mike Pence. Mike Pence. But Mike Pence is, is not the kind of leader that Trump is. And I think, I think they know that, that, I, I mean, I, I'm grateful for Mike Pence. Yeah. I think he stands for good things, but I have not seen the kind of strength and of, the fight, of the, fight that Trump has. And I think they, they think that they can cow him and, and get him, like he just doesn't have the, you know, the horsepower that yeah. somebody like Trump mm-hmm. does. Yeah. So I think they can, they think they can deal with him and then they can win the next election if it's against Pence. Yeah. I, no. I think that's, I think that's the play. Um, Easily, but I, I think I still think these Democratic debates are, um, you know, basically the best ads that Trump could have run oh, for yeah. his yeah, campaign. Yeah. Basically, he'd be <laughs> yeah, feeling yeah, them. Yeah. I, right. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be shocked if he doesn't win pretty significantly. Yeah, Robert Borton's up next. Oh wait, he's here in studio where we can talk classical conversations. More cross politics with Robert Borton. I'm gonna get him to use use classical conversations. For Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. My mom ain't called me back yet. No, she hasn't. Nope. I, is there something going on between you and your mom right now? Let me let me call her. See if you want, uh, you call her? She, I'm calling back. See if she. Um, while while David's calling his mom. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. And why is nobody giving me any donuts? They're just sort of sitting out there. Like, what are they just like for for show or something? Are those plastic donuts? Yeah, yeah right. Are they, they're <laughs> no, they're real. They're real. Hey, with us in the studio. Oh, I guess we're waiting. We're gonna have a phone call. Here. Go ahead. No, you should. Hey, hey, mom! Hey, mom! Hey, mom! Yeah. Don't curse. You're you're live on the show right now. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't, um. Anyway, yeah, you're live on the show. I just had to tell you something before it gets out because we were talking on the pre-show. If you're a cross politic club member, you get the pre-show where we start prepping. So anyway, something leaked out because of Gabe. It wasn't uh, because of me. Yeah, no, it, it was. was it was Gabe. And I just want to tell you before it comes public, you got another grandchild on the way. I already knew, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been talking to? How'd you know? No, I 
No, I just knew in the spirit. I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mom. That's what, that's what a praying woman, a praying woman knows. She All knows. Right. She's she been knows. praying right. for you. Uh, tell everybody bye. Thanks for, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later. All right. <laughs> she, wow. she already knew because because she's in the spirit. She in the spirit. She's she, praying she, for you, man. She knows she when got a vision. She knows when a, when a new grandbaby come into the world. <laughs> the Lord told her. What a donut, man. I'm good right now. I think you, I have to good? talk a lot this second. Uh, okay, yeah, you better talk. Um, I'm in. Right. Thank you. So, um, hey, congratulations, man. Thank you. That's awesome. You. I, I'm. I, we need more Shannons in this world. Oh, praise the Lord! Uh, that's, that's that's great news. I'm 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 so happy for you guys. I'm excited. Um, we are also so grateful to have Mr. Robert Bortons in the studio with us. He's sitting right next to me. He is the chief executive officer of Classical Conversations. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so you already know about CEO. Classical Conversations? Yes. <laughs> it's uh, this is a, actually a job that uh, Robert Bortons was born to, mm. like literally. Um, his mom started classical conversations. Wow. Uh, Lee Borton's his mom decided first to homeschool her four sons and decided uh, to develop her own curriculum with Robert. With yes. you. You're like the original the classical conversations. You're the guinea pig. pig. Yep. Um, Uh-oh. In 1997, Lee began teaching a once-a-week classical model rhetoric program in the basement of her home with Robert and 10 of his friends. Wow, y'all, y'all developed like Apple did, huh? I, 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 <laughs> bet, that was, I bet that yeah. was fun. Uh, classical Conversations Challenge 1 program was born. A service of home-centered educational options for parents began from kindergarten through high school. Lee home-educated Robert and his three younger brothers. You went and got a BS, a degree in industrial engineering from Clemson yes. University. Go Tigers. Go yeah, Tigers. They're, they're playing pretty well this year. Uh, after graduating, he worked as a management trainee for UPS, a plant engineer for Easy Gardener, uh, a Job's company. In 2011, you returned to the family business, Classical Conversations, to develop a marketing program, and then you were appointed CEO wow. of the family-owned company in 2012. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, in the years since, Robert Borden's um, became CEO. The company has grown by 500%. Might be more than that now. Oh. It's an old bio. Yes. Became the world's largest classical homeschooling organization. He's a member of the board of directors of Homeschool Now USA, the Southern Pines Rugby Board. Hey. Clemson University Rugby Foundation Board. He's also a member of the C12 group. I remember oh, yeah. Mike, Mike Rowe. Rowe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The largest professional development network of Christian CEOs and executives. Under Robert's leadership, Classical Conversations has been named a certified best Christian workplace by BCWI for three years. How many years now? Four. Four in a row? Yep. Whoa. Robert and his wife, April, who's hey. in the studio hey, behind the cameras, mom. live in Southern Pines with their two young children and one in the oven. Yeah. You baptize those babies, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, right. sir. Right, yes, Robert. sir. You're winning today. Yes, man. sir. In his free time, Robert enjoys playing rugby and golf and coming on cross politics. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for being on the show again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been great. And thank you for supporting. So, us. what was it like growing up in Lee Borton's house and being the guinea pig of classical conversations? <laughs> you know, I didn't know any better at the time. We were just homeschooling a year at a time, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was in. My sophomore year of college, when my mom called me up and said, well, your dad's thinking about buying you a new car, but instead he quit quit his job, so you got to pay for college yourself, because uh, I'm going to try to make classical conversations a real business. Oh, wow. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> How are you not bitter after that? What? How are you going to take your classical conversations and not me, Mom? But, no, it's been great. And when I came on board... 
we had about we were in thirty some states, and okay. now we've grown to thirty two countries. Wow, thirty two wow. countries. And, and so, yeah. why why did classical conversations take? Why did people get attracted to what um, your mom was doing? You know, I think that people want to homeschool, um, but they don't know how to do it. And our proven program just puts out that pathway, so you don't have to make a lot of the curriculum decisions. Um, there's, you know, really a lot of statistical analysis that backs up that what we're doing works. And so you can homeschool confidently that if you just go down this path, we make it real simple. And so it's not uh, it's not a complex program. And, um, you know, our mission is to know God and to make him known. So really, it's God that's done it. He's just used us as the vessels. Yeah. What are, what are some of the objections that families have had that you guys have removed from uh, to help them homeschool? So a lot of families will be like, man, man we have what do you guys run up against that you guys like, oh, we can help you remove that. We can fill this in. Yeah, I think there's three main objections. Um, one is, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And we've mm-hmm. helped over, I think, 500,000 years of homeschooling experience, like wow. as far as the number of years of people that right. we've helped communitively right. over the last, you know, 21 years. So we can we take that away. Um, second thing is, like, will my kids be able to get into college? And so we actually now say classical conversations is kindergarten through college credit because you can actually get 60 hours of college credit by just doing the classical conversations work really? and turning it into a professor. So that's like the level of work that we're doing. Is that like that dual enrollment? that number Yeah, concurrent. We call it concurrent enrollment because okay. you're just doing the high school program yep. and it's just a matter of opting in whether you want the college credit for it or not. And then um, so that gives dads a lot of confidence um that he's gonna get a job things and um just the the community aspect of it um parents want you know what about socialization you know are my kids gonna be able to do debate and all these other things and that's something that we provide and so it's just a great program and people see the results of it and want to join and there's a lot of people too that i didn't i mean you have homeschooling there's a bunch of curriculum and homeschooling that's there but then you guys are classical you know, so why why the classical method? Well, for us, um, it just makes sense with how the brain. Well, the brain science now is reflecting the classical method. Of course, when Plato was inventing it and stuff, they didn't know that. But the, because of how the brain develops and what or the kids naturally learn, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it just it's natural. And so, yeah. parents know their kids better than anyone else if they're spending you know twenty four seven with them. Although, that, of course, that's not really the case. Um, but it just made sense as a homeschooler, as you get to know the nature of a, of a young person becoming an adult, um, the classical method just lines right up with it. What is that? Yeah. What is that method that you say makes sense with how, um, God created children to develop? What is that? Yeah. So like, if you think if you have kids and you let them watch TV and they watch an episode once and they already know the theme song, like they're really good at memorizing when they're young. So you can have them memorize the periodic table. You can have them memorize the times tables through 15. You can have them memorize really good stuff. They don't know what it is, but you're just putting it in. Yeah. Because as they get older and as, as the neurons develop in their brain, now they're able to compare and contrast. And so in middle school, we call that the dialectic. That's when they start asking questions and trying to understand arguing. things. They arguing. argue with you. Yeah, they argue with you. But that's Why? A natural, Why? It's a natural part of yeah. uh, just the development of the brain. Yeah. And then in high school, the brain starts getting uh, you know, fully formed. Uh, of course, men don't get fully formed at 25. 
What? You're, if you're gay, it's probably it, it's, 45. It, yeah, about, I, got probably five, I got five years to go. You're, you're going to the rhetoric stage. I'm 40. I'm in the rhetoric. I'm in the rhetoric. I apologize. <laughs> so at that point, you want to be able to teach other people how to do it. And so that's a lot of discussion. Uh, they call it the rhetoric stage, but not like the democratic debate rhetoric. Rhetoric, yeah, and yeah, yeah. finding like the truth, yeah, real rhetoric. They skip the logic. I goodness. mean, they can kind of you know argue a little bit, but they skip the logic stage. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, bad joke. Uh, <laughs> Knox, Knox is like you're not even. <laughs> so that's the classical method, yeah. and we just put great material around it. And our thing is helping parents. Yeah. So it looks like we're helping to educate children, but really what we're doing is redeeming two educations at once and helping parents homeschool. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. Redeeming two educations at once. Oh, you need, so, is that somewhere on the tagline? <laughs> you know, a lot of people tell us that. Oh, okay. our, so, our customers. What's, from our customers. So what's the format of classical conversation? So someone who's like maybe sitting there listening and saying, okay, um, I'm interested. What does is, what is classical conversations actually do practically that would help me uh, be equipped to teach my kids at home? Yeah, so we form communities, learning communities that meet once a week with a trained tutor parent, and they're available for you to answer questions. So once a week, you come into the community, they're going to, in the younger ages, preview what you're going to be doing at home the next week. And then they're available to answer questions for the parents like, hey, Johnny's struggling with this, what do I do? Um, And of course, you have the other parents in the community that can help you out with that as well. And then in the middle school and high school ages... You're coming into community and you're reading your history papers, you're doing debate, you're doing mock trial, you're doing science experiments. So some of the stuff that you can't really do easily at home, right. we do in community. And mm-hmm. Of course, you're getting that public speaking and um, so all sorts of great stuff. So it's like a four-day a week at home. Yeah. And then there's a one-day a week where you're meeting together, all together, and that's where you're getting um, taught. And, that's, and where parents can get taught, like, okay, this is what the lessons are this coming week. Or for the older kids... Um, doing the stuff that you need to do in a group, like like speeches and presentations and science experiments and that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. That, that's. I mean, in in communities where like there's no good um, Christian school options or where there's not really a good Christian community, um, man, I can't imagine a a, a more helpful thing. Yeah. Um, where fantastic. where you can be around like minded people who are, are are committed to Christian education mm-hmm. and um and really want to see it well done. Yeah. And and want to, but also want to be heavily involved in their in their kids' lives. So it, it I think it, one of the tendencies is for dads to check out of their kids' education, mm-hmm. whether whether it's Christian school, Logos, uh, all the way. I mean, it doesn't matter. But particularly in the homeschool movement, I see a lot of the burden fall on the moms. Um, how do you guys kind of encourage dads to to be involved? Yeah, so we encourage them to come to one of our training days during the summer. Uh, Usually if there's a local dad um, has like coffee and donuts and we invite them to different things in the community. Um, and so that's really what we're trying to do is to keep them engaged because the more engaged the dad is, the more likelihood they'll be at a homeschool through high school. And yep. so we're just trying mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, really just engage them in new ways. I'm actually writing a, a book that you can read in under 15 minutes about classical education for dads. Yeah. Um, so that's in process and hopefully I'll have that out uh, sometime oh, give, this summer. Give us a taste. Well, I think it's just kind of, we always talk about, you know, truth, goodness, and beauty. Um, we talk about uh, just how we help homeschool moms, because that's our primary audience. But homeschool dads just need um, not more practical, but they just have different questions than homeschool moms. And there's not really any great resources out there on classical education for your average Joe. And I'm yeah. just an average Joe. Yeah. And so I just want to write a book for an average Joe to understand why classical education is the best 
thing to put your kids in and um, just explain that model to them and, and common man. I think it's really important to remember. I mean, it, I mean there are uh, – we know that parent, both parents are called by God to be involved in the education of kids. That's clear. Uh, it's full of it in Proverbs, you know, the yep. law of your father, the, the law, law of your, your mother. mother. It's yep. right there. Yep. And – the the um the fifth commandment honor honor your father and your mother is right there, mm-hmm. um and uh but but in Ephesians Paul says fathers do not provoke your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition right. of the Lord right um and and frequently what you find is is and the point of course is not that mothers aren't involved in that but but Paul knows God knows that the temptation is to think oh she's got that yeah, yeah. yeah. rather than saying yeah. no. Man, this is on you. We yep. need to do this. This is on you. You need to be involved in this. You're responsible right. for this. Right. You're going to answer to God for your kids. Right. And you can't say, well, I thought she had it. Right. Um, you're to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And those two words, um, nurture and admonition, nurture is the word paideia, mm-hmm. which means culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so culture, think of Deuteronomy 6. So Ephesians 6 and Deuteronomy 6 are the great passages on Christian education. Right. If you just need quick Shorthand, Deuteronomy 6, Ephesians 6. Yep, that's right. Deuteronomy says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all that you are, and you shall teach this diligently to your children when you rise up, when you lay down, when you right. go by the way, you know, when you're going to Chick-fil-A. Oh, I don't know if you're going to Chick-fil-A. But if you're going, <laughs> if, you know, wherever you're going, yeah. uh, wherever, whatever you're doing, you need to be talking about this constantly. Tie it around your, your finger, put it on your forehead, write it right. on the doorpost of your house. I mean, it's, that's a culture. Right. Yeah. Culture means it's everywhere, right. all day long. You've got to be involved in that. And the other word, um, um, uh, the nurture and admonition, the word admonition is the word for counsel. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're your kids' counselors. Right. Yeah. Why, why we got so many kids in counseling? Right. Because their parents aren't Didn't being, aren't, aren't loving yeah. them, aren't, right. aren't teaching them, aren't raising them. Yeah. I think particularly dads, right. mm-hmm. particularly dads. Mm-hmm. And, and so we end up with kids, you know, hopped up on these, you know, yeah. tro- well, psychotropic drugs and, yeah. and we wonder why there's shootings. Exactly. Well, in, in, I mean, Paul makes it really clear that when you're when you're a dad and you're checking out with your kids, that's provoking your children and, to wrath, yeah, that's right? A, that's it. Yeah, and they go shoot things. So you think you think checking out is not a, is not that big of a deal, right. or your wife's got it? But I it's, never. It's, it's actually serious. Yeah, it's very very right. serious. So I want to ask, what, what's happening new with classical conversations? What are you guys doing? How are you guys taking over the world? <laughs> well, we're uh, trying to take over the world for Jesus. First of all, Amen. 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 that's Amen. what I meant when I said that I wasn't thinking like, you know, for preach, Trump. Preach, preacher. <laughs> yeah, no, I said, uh, I think we figured out the sun never sets on classical conversations now because we're in 32 countries. Mm. We are working on translating our curriculum into Russian, Portuguese, Spanish, uh, and Mandarin. Of course, we're in English. And so that'll cover 80% of the world's wow. native speakers. And so wow. got to reach people where they are. And so our big thing is just finding those leaders in each country that uh, can help spread the gospel, spread the good news um, through education. Cause that's really empowers the next generation to continue right. it. Cause we saw that in Israel, right? The next generation forgot. Right. The next generation right. forgot. We're trying Amen. to, we're trying yeah. to end that. Right. Yeah. So what have you seen so far in terms of graduates from classical conversations? Um, I don't know. Have you guys done any studies in terms of like how they're going on and, and doing a little bit of, you know, checking and testing and saying, we, this is our goal. How are we doing with our goal? Yeah, we have. Um, so we do an annual survey of our graduates, yeah. and um, you know, they're go- some are going to college, some are going to ministry, some are going into home family businesses. Um, so that's great. Our SAT scores and SAT scores are you know out out the roof. You know, very similar to a private school, um, a college 
a purposeful college school that has SAT classes and ACT classes. We don't have that. Like we're not, we're not test prep at all. Right. right. We're saying seek first the kingdom of God. Right. And all these other things will be added to you. Right. So we're testing God on that. And what we're finding is he's answering. He's truthful. Mm. He's does what he says. If you have a, if you have a good, solid education, turns out you can do well on those tests, even if you never took a class on how to take those tests. Well, yep, absolutely. That's, that's really awesome. Uh, and are, I mean, are are the kids that are going through causal conversations? Um, are they? I mean, you, my my concern is your concern. Are they keeping the faith? Are they are they staying? Are they walking with the Lord? Yeah. So, eighty nine percent of our students say they have a strong Christian faith. Ninety two percent said their Christian faith was strengthened in classical conversations. Uh, of course, we know about the walk away movement or the kids walking away. Uh, our graduates report two years after graduation that still 90% are attending church regularly. Wow. Fantastic. So versus that's, 17% of kids who are churched, uh, I believe it's statistic. So we turn that, that statistic on its head. That's fantastic. We're about to go to a break. When, but I, wanna, I want you to think about this. So when you come back, you can. I'll give this to you again. He's like, oh, great. Here we go. A test. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I've been paying attention to in the classical movement, whether it's college, whether it's um, uh, uh, pre-K up to high school, whatever, uh, there this is only the first generation, really. We're running to the second, bumping up against it, but we're really still in the first generation. I mean, you're still, you know, your kids haven't even been brought up in this yet, right? This So we're still in the first generation, and we're seeing the impact of that already in the culture. So when we come back, I want you to tell me what do you think the impact will be in the culture by the time we get, and what do you want it to be by the time we get to the third generation, not the yeah. second, because I think the second is still come somewhat foundational. What is the second going to do, and then what is the main impact you think will happen at the at the third um, wow. generation of this? Wow. Like, we don't know what That's a big so, question. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, get ready. More cross politic with Robert Bortons from Classical Conversations when we come back. I want to know your answer too. Everybody in the club room, I want to see what yours are. Yeah, what's what's going to happen? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. What Shana, Shana, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, NSA is what, just Come barely on. a second generation? Yeah, yeah. What's, Doug Wilson's grandson is a sophomore or junior. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what the impact's going to be yet. Yeah. If you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. However much we might want to obscure the issues, however much we want, might build great universities with trained brains to cover everything in a dark mist, however much we reward those pundits who make ample room for our lusts and opinions, at the end of the day, we have to decide if we are going to do it God's way or not. If Baal is God, follow him. If Yahweh is God, follow him. There are no third-party movements on Mount Carmel. Everybody is in the game, and there are no sidelines. So what's it going to be? To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Mm. Kind of sticks in your teeth, don't you? Hey, Been a while. That felt good. I, I didn't even hear it. <sighs> he, he did a hee-haw. Oh, uh, did he? You know, one of his hee-haws? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Life Beast Network. This segment is brought to you by my new mic. Hey, from a club member. So, or I don't yeah. know if it's from a club member, but someone in our uh, audience. One of our supporters yes. sent a new mic, and it's it. I don't. I sort of miss my old mic, and Robert is on it, and I feel a little bit it's jealous. Great mic. It feels <laughs> it it's a great, great mic. mic. Yeah, yeah. Hey, That's real, real quick, saying, real quick, I've that brings me up. We have a Christmas Amazon, a Christmas Amazon, Christmas, wish, Christmas mm. Amazon wish list. That's what I was thinking. 
Uh, and uh, we, I've emailed it out. Some people have been asking, so uh, that's where that mic came from. Somebody sent us an early Christmas present. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this is crazy. Like, thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Seriously, people send us the. I mean, so I'm still, amazing. I'm still waiting on my mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's the these are really nice microphones. Are like they're they really nice I microphones. No like, idea. Things are changing. Text changing, yeah. and man, you know, there's sometimes you can get a lot more done with a little. Yeah, and that's all right. Where we're at. I um, we had a question for Robert. Didn't yeah, you? we did. We're going to get to that in just a second. But I okay. actually want to bring up this uh, this story. A number of people have been reporting on this, but um, taxpayers across America, uh, they um they're they're um we are actually supporting. Public schools. We. Who's we? <laughs> All who's of we? us. You are. Okay. Everybody. You're okay. in this. You yeah. mean government uh-huh. schools? And, and according to recent estimates, homeschool families are saving taxpayers across America some $22 billion each year, if not more. An estimated $22 billion. So, the, and that re- the reason we're doing that is because we're paying in to support it because you've got property taxes. That's yeah, going, yeah, yeah. If you're, you're supporting a local public school. But homeschoolers, of course, are not actually participating, yep. and that would cost the schools more. Yep. So uh, <laughs> we're floating the public schools unintentionally um, by mm. pulling them out. That's amazing. That's the only way it would actually work. There's a, <laughs> you can go to uh, intellectualtakeout.org and search how much money each state saves thanks to homeschoolers. Yeah. Well, well uh, th- think, think about Alabama this. is saving $203 million every year. Alaska, $67 million. Arizona, $249 million. Yeah. And yeah. On, I'm going to find Idaho. So you can, you can easily do the math, even in your own city. Look at L.A. Think I think about, it's like a billion or something. Uh, L.A. alone? I think LA I, Idaho well, is $58 million. What's California? Yeah. California is $1.8 billion. I knew it. Yeah, California. Two, $2 billion, not L.A. Not but, LA. Yeah. I mean, but California, I mean, California. But a bunch of lines share that. Yeah. North yeah. Carolina saves a billion dollars. Is it a billion? Is it really? That's incredible. Yeah, but Carolina. if you think about it, do the math. Moscow High here is our public school here in, in town, and it's about ten thousand dollars a head. Just yeah. to, to so when a kid goes to Moscow High, it costs about ten thousand dollars a year. That was free for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. So if there's thirty kids who are yeah. not accessing Moscow High, well, that's three hundred thousand dollars that are being uh, that you're saving Moscow High in our taxpayer we've, dollars here. We've brought Moscow. this up before, actually talking to some of our state legislators, asking them. Would you please support some kind of legislation yeah. that would get us get us off the hook? Yeah. We don't use your school. We don't want to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, this sort of seems fair. You know, if, if I if I want to opt out of your public school program yep. and I want to send my kids to a I I I'm spending I'm paying for two tuitions. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I my kids are at Logos School, yep. private Christian school in town. But I'm still getting I'm still getting charged for property taxes. You've been held hostage. Yeah, and so for I'm, one of them. I, I'm I'm paying for more kids than just mine. Yep. Yeah. Um. And you know, I don't know how that breaks eventually, but um, what, I mean, what what do you think happens? As far as I mean, with the shackles come the shackles, so we got to be careful. We don't want any government money, but I think property tax is very immoral because you don't own anything, right? right. You, they're just forcing you. They're forcing yeah. you. So yep. I think it'd be great to have an ability to opt out of paying property tax kind of like the mortgage refund like if you were in homeschooling or in private school yeah yeah some way of i think at the very least just I mean, economically just makes sense why should i pay for something i'm not using yeah. ethically yeah. it just makes sense well and i was trying to start yeah. easy i was trying to give him an easy it was elizabeth warren's oh, economic yeah. uh, argument like, there yeah. but I, I agree completely i mean i think property taxes are immoral yeah period full stop because it's a it's a subtle threat 
Uh, well, not so subtle. Because if you don't pay your taxes, what are they going to do? Eventually, yeah. they're going to come take, take your, your property. House. And they're your privilege. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And that's, I mean, I think, I think property itself is, um, is the foundation, actually, of human freedom. Uh, you yeah, know, that's uh, right. Apart yeah. from Christ. I mean, you start with yeah. Christ. Christ is our freedom. Yeah. But in Christ, the next most practical thing is the, is the idea that there's such right. a thing as private property, yeah. which is something that no, you know, uh, the government's job is to protect, not threaten. Yeah. Right. And if, if, it. if yeah. it belongs to somebody, then thou shalt not steal. Right. And there's and there's no just because you're bigger, just because you got guns, just because you whatever. Don't make it right. Don't make it right. And yeah. you can't pass something and say, well, but we all decided that if you don't pay your fair share, we can take it. Yeah. That's that's just organized theft. Right. Right. Um. And it and it creates a a a, a society of slaves. So, but I want to get back to David's question. Um. What were you gonna say Robert? Robert, were you gonna jump, jump in? No, it's fine. He had a slave yeah. joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ready? <laughs> we probably saved him from something. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, April. Uh, no, um, what? Uh, so, Chuck asked you right before the break. Uh, what is the impact of this gonna be? I mean, you I mean I can see some of it already. Your, your numbers are. I mean, that's just huge. And and classical conversations. Thirty two countries. Gigantic. Yeah. How many? How many people is that? How many families? Do you have uh, any estimate on that? Yeah, a little bit over fifty thousand families. Okay. Wow, um, that, that, you know, and, and then add to that, like you know, a, like resurgence of classical Christian schools. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a number of those in the ACCS. You can find out about that at ACCS. And the downfall of government schools. Um, <laughs> government schools are hemorrhaging. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know, and then a lot of other just you know Christian families homeschooling on their own. Right. I mean, just add all that. I mean, what's the impact of this going to be if we can successfully pass the faith on to our children, as the goal of classical conversations is? And they grow up remembering and not forgetting who they are in Jesus. And pray for that. Yeah. What's the impact going to be not only on the next generation, second generation, which is, I mean, you and I are kind of second generation. I mean, you, you grew up yeah. in classical conversations. My parents homeschooled me in the 80s uh, in California. And, um, and now, you know, what's, what's the third generation going to be like? What's the fourth generation going to be like? What's the impact? Yeah, I think they are going to, you know, love God. They love their families. They love their communities. So they're, they're the leaders. Yeah, in the next generation because they have the skills they've been trained on uh, not just defending their faith but defending their worldview. They understand um, you know logical fallacies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be able to see through these things, which is kind of scary because they say what well, history. If you're doomed to repeat it, if you don't know it, yep, if you yep. do know it, you're doomed to watch everyone else repeat it. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, yeah. It can be kind of a downer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're no. doing this again. <laughs> doing it again. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I think it'll just hopefully impact our future generations because we'll have people who understand why, you know, as a father, that you should be responsible for your child's education, um, as why your community should do X, Y, and Z and defend it. And hopefully that'll give us more freedom. So hopefully what we'll see is. Mm. More human freedom in the future because of this, and more Christian freedom. Yeah, I think one yeah, of the you things, don't get one without the other. I, I, sure, I think yeah. one of the things that pe- we've we've forgotten is that um, uh, Christian wealth is not just money. That's right. It's not just property. That's right. It can include those things. Uh, a, a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Proverbs says, um, but um, but Christian wealth includes wisdom. Mm. Yes, I mean, all through Proverbs, wisdom is rubies. Yeah. And silver. That's right. And more precious than gold, gold and yeah, silver. Right. Wisdom is a treasure. Yeah. Right. Right. 
And and that's one of the things you're doing when you when you make the sacrifice to pull your kids out of the public schools, when you make the sacrifice um, to to make sure they're getting a thorough Christian education, what you're doing is investing right. in them. And and even the thing is, is that when you do that in faith in Christ, um, you're um, God blesses that kind of faith. That's right. And, and it, it, yeah. It's always like the you know the widow woman with the with the uh, you know the oil flask and the flour. Like it's not there. Right. It's not enough. I don't have enough, God. But the promise is that when God gives you a task, when He gives you an assignment, raise these kids up in the nurture and admonition of the right. Lord. And you look at your, you look at the, you know, what your resources are. I don't have enough. Yeah. You have to know, you have to believe that if God's called you to it, he will provide you. He's going to supply it. That's right. And what you're doing though is you're investing in them and and you're building up an inheritance of wisdom in them. And, and they are then going to grow up with even more knowledge to start off with their kids. And when we successfully make that transfer, that generational transfer, everybody starts uh, ahead. I mean, uh, uh, there's, you know, Talk about privilege. Yeah. But that's, that's the, that's the privilege of growing up in a Christian home. Yeah. That's the privilege of growing up in a Christian community mm-hmm. that loves God, that loves his word, and that's been practicing it, not perfectly. Well, if, if, if I could think of like what the, maybe one of the central problems in the church this last, I don't know, century mm-hmm. is a failure to think covenantally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's oh, really, yeah. we can probably and, boil it yeah. down to. Oh, and, that, yeah. and that's the, that's, that's generation. That's exactly when, when, right. When Gabe says covenantally, he's talking about mm-hmm. passing it on to the generation because the whole idea of covenant comes from God saying yeah. to Abraham, I will be your God yep. and the God of your children after you. Yep. That's right. Right. And, and the, and the promise is to you and to your children. Right. Peter mm-hmm. says at Pentecost that's in right. Acts 2. Well, and when, when we don't think covenantally, it, there's a huge disconnect between how we think about discipleship and education. Right. Yeah. And, it's and all immediate. It, it's all immediate. And then you also are mu- that more willing to give your kids over to someone else to educate them and not take responsibility yourself. And that's right. what we've seen. My biggest thing with the church is families gave their responsibility to the church, and then the church gave their responsibility to the government. <laughs> and now we're surprised oh. that everything's messed up. Because God really clearly really gives— good responsibility to certain entities yep. on this planet and when you operate inside that things go well when you operate outside of it you get messed up situations and yep. so it's just amazing to think it's dorothy sayers watertight bulkheads that's permeated itself throughout our culture and so a lot of times churches think it's just sunday morning and you're not a christian the rest of the week but yeah. being a christian christian work is done Monday through Saturday, right. Christian Christians get poured into again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I know you got Wednesday night service and other things going on. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, you know, absolutely. But, Especially but, in the South. But yeah. carpenters, you know, uh, foremans, trash collectors, what if they all viewed their life, their work as worship? Because yeah. that's yeah. what God's called. God has very clearly said, do everything unto me. Right. Right? And so as Christians, we should live that life 24-7. If we're trying to... You know, do uh, computer programming. We should do that as a, to the Lord and yeah. make into His sandwich. Lord, making yeah. a chicken sandwich yeah. to the Lord. <laughs> um, whatever we do yeah. is to the Lord, and yeah. we've we don't have that because we have such um, just divided ideas. You know, you're doing church this time, and education is what you do at school. Right? Yeah, that's that, not true. Christians should think of everything as an altar. Yeah, right. Every everything is. You know, you're you're doing the dishes. The sink is your altar. Yeah, and you're offering up to God the Lord, right? Your, com- your desk is an altar and your computer there, you know, you're yeah. offering up, you know, if you're working at a computer, you offer it up to the Lord. Right. If your car mechanic, the car you're working on, that's the altar. And we want to offer everything up as a sacrifice of praise, That's right. which means we want it to, we, we have to then 
know what God wants us to do. We, we want to obey him in all these things. That's yeah. how it's a sacrifice of praise. It's not just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, spiritual thoughts and have spiritual feelings in yeah, my, yeah, yeah. in my heart. <laughs> yeah. So it must be an automatic sacrifice of praise. No, you got to obey him yeah. as you do those things. And if you don't know how to, I mean, there's a book. You know, God, right. God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, there's an instruction manual. Yeah. Well, I think that's the strength of homeschooling in general is that you are living life as education. So you don't have this, Oh, I go to a, I go to this building to get educated. Even in Christian schools, you still have that idea that you go someplace to get yep. educated in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Literally the world is where you get educated. And so you don't have these walls put up that other education yeah. puts up because you are forced to live life, and that also helps with the Christianity because now you're le- living the Christian life at the grocery store. You're living the Christian life at the gas station, like right. as a family, right. Right. 24-7. Well, and to your point, I mean, Christians have looked at education as a transfer of facts and figures from one, that's exactly, from that's, one teacher that's to another problem. rather and than discipleship. It's discipleship, right. right. At the heart of education is discipleship. And I think we've kind of bought into that education is, is part of what's driven that is edu- we think education is neutral. That's why we can put our kids in a public right. school and think our kids going to get a good math right. class right. and put our kids in, you know, a good English class, so forth. When it's like, you know, but education is discipleship. Math doesn't work if God is not there. That's exactly right. If there's right. no God, there's right. no math. Yep. That's right. right. There's no science. There's yep. no history. There's, there's no logic. If, if there's no God, yep. then none of it makes any sense. And yep. so, how, you know, no wonder we're creating a bunch of people who can't think, right. can't reason because for 12 years, they were taught that you can have math without God. You can, yeah. have, you can have science without God. You can and, have all these and, things. And we need to see that connection between math without God and to why we're right. dealing with our chromosome problem. Right. Now you can. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. you know? A man, absolutely. A man can be a woman. A woman can be yeah, a man. Right. You can marry whatever you want. Well, and this is, and this, you know, I think it's easy to look at the landscape that we're at right now and where we're at in our culture and be like, oh my goodness, we have such a horrible fight in front of us. And it's, it's not, it's very true. It's we true. Do. But you got to, I heard a professor say this at New St. Andrews College. He says, the people who will own the future are the ones who can write well, think well, and speak well. Yep. Mm. And I thought, I was like, oh, yeah. it's for the taking. Right. This is easy to plunder. Yeah, because we're raising like, a generation who can't think we, we and gotta, speak yeah. and write well. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. And so yeah. then we're right at the place yeah. where this is really easy to plunder yeah. if we just follow God at his basic command to do the basic things he told us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, God's always used the Gideon plan. Yeah, that's right. Right. I mean, he, he actually kind of likes it when his people are outnumbered. Yeah. Oh. And it's, and it's, mm. you know, I mean, I mean, he like yeah. literally like thinned them out. Yeah. You know, now nah, that's too many. That's too, that's many, too many, right? And 300. No, you, and, and the reason he says is because if they win like this, they will think that we did it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and, to, and you know, and, and to what you were saying a minute ago, Robert, this is God's done this. Yeah. Yeah. He's blessed cl- cl- classical conversations. You've been the vessel. And, and God loves to bless things that start in somebody's basement. Yeah. yeah. Right? Amen. I mean, that's that God loves to start, you know, loves to bless just a faithful mom and dad saying, all right, God, you gave us these kids. Yeah. So we're going to trust you with this. We, we got a Bible, you know, and we got Google or whatever. And, yeah. and like, and we're, you know, we're going to we're going to do our best yeah. to teach these kids what the world is really like under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And you bless it. And God loves to bless that. And I'd say the big picture is I think we have every reason now they're big. They're giants in the land. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the thing. Israel didn't take Canaan because they were bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. They took Canaan because God was with them. And that's right. all you need. That, that's right. And that's, and that that's was right. the promises of, yep. of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, yep. it says that if God is with them, then one shall chase a thousand. Yeah. Two, ten thousand. And if God is not with you, then it doesn't matter how yep. many you have. You'll, ten thousand will be chased by one. That's right. Which is what yep. it's been like here in our country. I mean, yep. why, why is it you yep. know, that Chick-fil-A is getting chased? 
It doesn't make any by, sense by at all. By 1% of the population. Right? Why, is, why is it that, you know, even the NBA yeah. is being chased? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, it's not even Christian organization, but I'm just saying like, like just culturally, yeah. why is it that we're so cowardly, so afraid? Right. Um, because God's not with us. Yeah. Because we have, we've said, we don't need you, God, or at most we need you. Okay. On Sunday, we'll touch that base. All right. There we go. Got my spiritual yeah. hit. Yeah. Got my spiritual hit. That's right. Oh, I think it goes back too. We think we can get good things without the good God. Oh, and yeah. you can't. Yeah. You just can't. And we think we can. No. And and we've lost the fact that we have good things because of a good God because we haven't been training generations right. in the way that we but need to be. But the answer trained. is not far off. No. The answer is no. not far off at all. Those who turn back to God with the whole heart, surrender and and submit and just Amen. say, God, whatever you say, that's what we're gonna do. Amen. It just takes one generation. It just takes Christians acting as Christians. That's all God has asked. He doesn't ask <laughs> non Christians to act as Christians. No. He said if Christians would just act like Christians. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll bless you. If I'll my people you. who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, last you words. Know. Of yours. I know. I'm no. I know. I'm gonna let you finish it up. It's all you. Oh, just thanks. Yeah, just the Bible and classical conversations. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Bible. What's the website? www.classicalconversations.com and. Go there, find out more. We got communities all over. I'm sure we got one near you. They're all over the country. All over. Yeah. All over. Every state. thousand families. That's amazing. Wow. Oh. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until and next then week. Send them to classical conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. You were you were waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> no, I just thought about it. <laughs> go Classically fight. trained. <laughs> And peace to the glory of God. You are also waiting for that one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I see you classical guys. You're so far ahead. Thanks, brother. You're welcome.